Internet Traffic Jam, episode 384. Hi, my name is Vince Reed, lead generation expert, speaker, and coach. And if you want to learn how to generate targeted leads for your business using pay-per-click marketing on a mastery level, stay tuned because I'm going to show you how. Welcome to the Battle Zone edition of Internet Traffic Jam. Vince Reed here, and what you're about to listen to is a mastermind that I had with the one and only Roland Frazier. Roland is the man behind digital marketer success and known for acquiring companies and creating instant leverage. If you ever thought about acquiring companies, this is definitely the podcast for you. So sit back and enjoy the one and only Roland Frazier. All right, I am live with the one and only Mr. Roland Frazier. What is going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And yourself? I'm doing awesome. I'm, I'm doing awesome. And I, and I have to warn you, you're in the battle zone, which means <laughs> anything goes. Most make it out alive, but, you know, I can't make any promises. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So as we're getting started, uh, you know, why don't you tell people who may not know who you are, which I'm sure is not very many people, um, you know, how you got to be so cool and so awesome. <laughs> cool and awesome. <laughs> uh, but I just, I came up uh, from the business world. I practiced law for a long time. Uh, I've been a marketer all through that. Loved, uh, loved working in, um, in selling and doing things. I started with real estate uh, in real estate development and then uh, um, did internet casinos, did infomercials, uh, advertising on TV, all kinds of stuff. Uh, as the internet got bigger and bigger, uh, I had a channel on America Online and CompuServe way back in the day and then uh, just kind of uh, evolved into doing stuff with the, some of the people that I thought were the best in the industry, got to know them and worked with them, became partners with uh, Ryan Dice, Perry Belcher and Digital Marketer and Native Commerce, um, uh, with the War Room, with uh, Frank Kern and, and Ryan and Perry, uh, real estate with a guy named Kent Clothier and Real Estate Worldwide and just basically and, and investor and uh hopefully smart money i hope i'm not stupid money uh, <laughs> and that's that's kind of my thing awesome man and i had the chance to connect with you uh, met a, at a private mastermind and uh you know just you know everyone always speaks extremely highly of you so Sweet. honored and also really excited you're going to be speaking at our event yeah so, me too that's super cool so yeah i have so much to ask you i wish we had a 10 days to pick your brain, but we only have 25 minutes. So, you know, my specialty since 2008 has been lead generation and traffic, okay? Um, you know, a lot of traffic guys, it's always about I can get you a million clicks. I'm more of the guy that wants to get you quality leads that actually convert. Right. Um, if you could have any business in the world and you knew that you could generate as many leads as you wanted, leads were never an issue, the number of them and the quality was never an issue, what would be the thought process that you would basically have if you were me like from lead to like from scaling a business or whatever let's just start with leads you knew you could get as many leads for whatever it is that you wanted what goes on in your head in terms of like what would be the process moving forward i know that's a loaded question but well no i think it's a great question i i, I always start with the end in mind so i i like to do things that i'm interested in because they're more fun than things i'm not interested in so if i'm narrowing down from that point from the big great big world that there is, then I'm going to, um, I'm going to start and say, what are the things that I actually am interested in? Then I'm going to say, cool, you can get me leads in any of those things. Uh, now I'm going to pick one based on what I think the market is. So I'm going to do some market research and see what's trending in the thing that I'm interested in. Is there a segment of that that looks like it's um, got more potential and more growth 
than other segments. And, um, and then I'm going to try to ride on those trends. And then after I do that, I'm going to be looking for the leverage. So I'm going to say, okay, great. Now you can get me traffic in this thing that is trending up, which means there's a lot of blue sky, a lot of room for growth. Now I'm going to, I'm going to think about who do I know that already has my customers? Where can I source products or services so that I don't have to do it? And how can I put together an ops team so that I'm not on the org chart? Cause I don't like to be on the org chart. Cause that sounds like a job. And, um, and then I'm going to go from there. And that's why I'm in so many seemingly unrelated business from baby products to dog stuff to uh, digital cons- marketing consulting and stuff like that um, to real estate, right? Because I just look for the opportunities, the players, the teams, and find the leverage. Awesome. So can you kind of, um, the way it works, I get two, you get one. It's kind of unfair. Right. but That seems fair. <laughs> Kind of like how you shop for Christmas presents, right? Right, right. <laughs> so you spoke a lot about leverage. We hear that mm-hmm. all the time. Can you give me an example of, let's say we did that. We found the right product that people were interested in. We saw one that had great growth potential. What is something specific that you would look for in terms of leverage? Like someone who doesn't understand what that means, what, how would you articulate to that, like the layman in building a business in terms of leverage? So, so I'd start with the definition of, of leverage and say that um, uh, it, it is looking for a small effort that will yield a huge result. And what I want to do, I think there was a saying from Archimedes that said, give me a lever long enough and I can move the world, right? Um, so I'm looking for levers that I can pull um, to get big results. So in this example, I'll give you real life examples. We just um, uh, negotiated a partnership with Microsoft for digital marketers. So Microsoft already has the customers that we want. Microsoft has one of the most recognizable brands in the world. That's a good uh, partnership for us that can leverage. And Microsoft is interested in getting leads. So our deal with them is they've already got the customers we want. What can we do to them to give them value? They're looking for leads with six data points. So we create a content um, marketing program that on point leads for us in their Microsoft partner system. There's 400 and some thousand partners that, uh, that will now have access to all of our marketing stuff from digital marketers. So that's a really good example. In the influencer space, um, I can't say the name of this personality yet, but last week we cut a deal with a major personality that's got tremendous influence and uh, with millions of people in the, um, in the outdoor space. And um, so for us to be able to have a, have a um, relationship with that person that gets, again, our message, I mean, our product out through that person's message to millions of people, that's big leverage. So, and I can, I mean, we, that's my whole thing is, is if you can find the leverage, you can change the world, right? If you can find the leverage, every deal is easy. And I'm looking for those big points where I can do that. That makes so much sense. So you find basically the entities that are already doing something extremely well. And if your component or your piece of expertise, knowledge can add that extra component to it, you don't have to do what the gorilla is already doing. Let them do it. You just leverage it that way. Yeah, it's, it's all Lego blocks. It's, and, and what's cool about it is what that allows you to do is to be happy. 
because you're not doing the stuff that either you're not good at or that you don't want to do. And to me, those are two very specific things that you should be looking for when you're looking for leverage is if there's stuff I don't want to do, like I mentioned before, I don't want to be on the org chart because I don't want to be the operator of the business. So I'm going to be looking for people who either are or have the operators that I want. For example, if, um, if I've got a new business that I'm going into, I'm going to look maybe to acquire a company or a property that already has somebody that is running that day-to-day stuff really, really well. I want those people on my team. And so if I can't hire them away, then I'd like to just buy the company and then I can get them. Does that make sense? Makes it makes a ton of sense. And I have some questions for you. It's your turn, but I got a question for you about buying companies because I know I, in case I forget. All right. So yeah, you have anything for me? Awesome content. Tons of notes already. Sure. Let's, uh, I, I, you mentioned before I'm in the events business. We do lots of different events. We've got traffic and conversion, some content and commerce summit coming up. Um, I would love to know your approach to how you would go about filling those events. Well, clearly you guys don't have a problem filling events because <laughs> I always find myself like this pinned up against the back wall. There's so many people. We have a problem yeah, finding big enough spaces now. Yeah, fortunately, might, I can help you with that. Maybe find fortunately, We were just at the uh, convention center, the San Diego convention center, which holds hundreds of thousands of people. So wow. the goal is to get that, that uh, you know, up to hundreds of thousands of people. So we're, right. we're doing a good job. You have to book three years in advance. So it's a wow. really bet, right? And you're talking about millions of dollars to do the event. So it is a very big bet for, you know, for just four guys to make. Right. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I definitely, well, I think your listeners would love to hear it too. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's funny. A lot of people have asked this question because a lot of people, people are having events and we're actually in the process of having ours as well, right? Um, as, you, as, as you're going to be speaking there. But I'll give you a strategy on a platform that maybe you guys aren't leveraging as much. Sure. Um, and. I know that you guys are on a lot of them. I know you do some YouTube stuff. I know you do a lot of Facebook stuff. Uh, but what I would definitely jump into is start doing a little bit of Twitter stuff. Okay. I know that you guys already have, know how Twitter operates. But what I would start to do is the same process that you're doing on Facebook. Obviously, you're doing the early bird and then you kind of roll it out later. The price goes up. But I would start with just uploading the list of customers and all the attendees that have already attended any um, DM event. Um, you know, digital marketer event or anything else that you guys have done, upload that to YouTube with the same thing you're doing, the same strategy you're doing on, um, excuse me, on Twitter, upload it to YouTube and then start um, the, pr- the promo videos targeting them there. Yeah. Um, you know, I've found that Twitter won't get you the conversions, like let's say Facebook or even YouTube, mm-hmm. but the buyers, it's a sophisticated person on Twitter, people that are still tweeting, they're on there for the news, and you'd be shocked at how many of your students are still there. Um, also, one of the cool things about Twitter is the fact that Twitter operates obviously a lot off of hashtags, and the conversations serve as the keywords. Yep. So for example, someone says, I went to a Grant Cardone event, right? Yep. Or let's say that there's a big event going on right now as we speak. Right. We have the ability to target those individuals that are at a, it could be like a WrestleMania event. I mean, there's so many creative things that Twitter allows you to do from a targeting perspective that the other platforms don't. So what I would do is just kind of mirror what you're doing on the other platforms. And then I would start targeting the people attending other events with the same video on Twitter because they give you the ability to do that on Twitter. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's super smart. We we I don't know that we're targeting other people's events through hashtags, which I think would be super smart. We have found Twitter to be a very effective channel for driving um, event sales for traffic conversion and, and our other events. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're doing that hashtag thing. I think that's and and. I don't think we're targeting the other folks' events, so that's that's a good idea. I'll have to ask. Another tip I'd I'd, I'd give you is this: is and I, I can't remember the software that we use. I always forget the name of it, but you can run literally. Basically, our number one strategy is really simple on Twitter: is we literally run follow campaigns, very similar to a like campaign. But yep. there's software that you can do that when the person follows you, you can simply ask them a couple questions. It almost serves as similar to like how Messenger is working right now with Facebook okay. ads. Okay. So when, basic, when you ask them that question, you go, hey, have you attended any events this year? They're going to say no. You could automatically have say, well, cool. I'd love to invite you to our event. And it's a direct, it's like a text message right to their phone. And it costs you Ooh. nothing. The software is automatically doing that. I would love to hear what that software is. I will definitely, if you let me, hey, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can hear me jump in here for a second um i'll get that software for you Sweet. awesome hey, so i got cool. a um what's the name of the twitter software that does the auto message all right he'll, he'll grab that for us all nice. right so um awesome and by the way if you're whoever's watching the replay or watching this live comment let me know if you're getting value i know i'm having a lot of fun all right so we talked about buying companies so, um, you know, I actually was able to have uh, sell a company last year, my, my first time actually selling a company. Awesome. But now I'm looking into acquiring a company for the first time. Okay. My, and I'm scared out of my mind <laughs> because <laughs> um, it's software, it's technology. And that freaks me out because it changes like overnight. Right. Yep. So should I not be excited about the software and more about the customer or the database? Or should I be looking at it from the, is the software, should I be looking at it as the software is cool. I know marketing, I can get it out to the world or is the focus that I'm looking at, like this company has X number of customers. Like, should I be looking at it more from a data perspective for making Yeah, I, I think the very first thing is, uh, is, is the software able to do what you feel it needs to do for the market that you've got for it. And that sounds super basic, but it's really important. So we've acquired several software companies over the last year or two, and we've developed our own SaaSes. Uh, we've developed an LMS, a learning management system. So it's a really timely question. I think it's, it's absolutely the right way to go because I think it, it has a tremendous distinguishing effect for you. But um, yeah, so we don't really care about how many MAUs, how many monthly active users it's got, uh, what's the retention, all that kind of stuff, because we're looking at, will it serve the market we've already got? Leverage, right? So I, I would, if I'm you, I'd be saying, okay, who's the market I've already got? And does this software as is serve them in a way that would cause them to want to subscribe or purchase or whatever? After I answered that question, I'd say, okay, what needs to happen if the answer is, actually either answer, what is, what is the dev roadmap look like that needs to happen to make it exactly the perfect thing that you think it's going to be? And then what's the budget for that? And does the company that you're buying have the resources in place to make that happen in terms of its developers? And if the answer to that is yes, then cool. If it's no, then it's what is the budget that's going to be required to make the software provide the services and functionality that I need it to 
to make my target market happy. And that's what happens to us a lot is we'll, we'll go and find an analytics platform or, um, or something like that, right? And we'll say, this would be really great for our market, but we're not comfortable rolling it out until it also does this, this, and this. And by the way, that's kind of screwed up. And, you know, and then it needs to have these two features. And um, we'll then identify how much is it going to cost to make that happen? Does the team that's in place have the um, skill and credentials and experience to make it happen? And how much is it going to cost? And then that's going to go back into how much are we willing to pay for the company? Because in our minds, that's part of the purchase price. So let's say that, let's say they're asking a million dollars for it, right? And I know it's going to cost me $400,000 more to get it to where I can even roll it out to my people. Then that's going to be part of the negotiating strategy is I'm going to want to get that 400,000 back off that price. Assuming in the first place that I thought a million was, would right. right? So does that, does that help? Yeah, answer absolutely. Absolutely. So, it, it helps me because it's not really about it's does it does it do what it, it says it's going to do and i'm and and it's more about the database that i have versus what Leverage. they got which was my question which is what i wasn't yeah. sure about okay yeah. cool awesome you got yeah, anything here, else here, here's the challenge just follow up for a second here's sure. a challenge that a lot of people have is that they will buy something and pay a price that's higher than what the current value to them and their customers is anticipating that it will be worth all of this money in the future. So I'll only pay based on where it is now. I won't take any future stuff. I won't let them sell me on, yeah, but you've got a million people on your list for digital marketer and you can just, you know, instantly sell all this. It's like, well, that doesn't matter because you don't have that. You seller don't have that. So it's not what it's worth to me. It's what it's worth to the market based on what you've got right now. Right. So when you're negotiating, you might have just saved me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Don't fall for that. And also, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't do that for your, you know, like you made a big assumption there that could cost you a whole lot of money and is a guess. Now, you could, you, a fallback position to that would be, you know, short of, no, I'm not going to give you that because it's not worth that. If you really, really, really want it, would be, to build in an earn out so you can say, okay, I'll give you the million minus the 400,000 now. Uh, and if this, this, and this happens within this period of time, then I'll give you a kicker, right? If I really, really want it, but I haven't had to do that. So it's almost like what it sounds like is really, I'm in a leveraged position as the buyer. And a lot of times they're trying to manipulate it and control that position, which is, that's, worth a lot. You just, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. So do you, I know we're getting close on time. I want to get you out of here. I know you got a lot to do. Did you have any other questions for me? Um, I would say, what is the most interesting uh, traffic and customer acquisition strategy that you see right now that you think is cool that is, that's trending up that other people don't know about? Okay. Well, I got, the text message is called Crowdfire, the Twitter software. Oh, okay. Crowd, Crowdfire. Crowdfire. So you can do that with that. That's what we use. Okay. So the trending uh, traffic strategy that people aren't using right now. I think that we've got back into doing a lot of Google AdWords in, mm-hmm. um, you know, one thing like, so for example, if you're running traffic for clients that are 
your more traditional doctor, dentist, lawyer, attorney, people like that, you know, people are looking for those types of services. So by hitting, by targeting them with Google AdWords first, getting the click, and then basically remarketing, coming up with a really creative remarketing plan on social media versus, um, you know, trying to find the customer on social media and then, you know, filtering through. So we right. found that to be very effective by basically targeting them first there and then remarketing to that specific person based on the pixel on other places. And I think that, you know, I, we did a lesson this week and I talked about this to some of my students. I said, you know, for me, marketing is really all about the setup. Um, you know, if I, I, I do a little bit of boxing in my spare time and mm -hmm. in my opinion, the best fighters are the best counter punchers. Mm -hmm. and the worst fighters are the ones that just come straight ahead and just brawl. They don't have very long shelf life, right? And I think when most people start advertising, they're just brawlers. They just go, I'm going to put these ads up there. I think that's my interest, and it's not. It's working or it's not working. Sometimes you've got to be willing to basically counterpunch, maybe put something out there that's not necessarily intended to do anything, but get them to know who the heck you are, yeah. and then everything else starts from there. So I think that um, amongst those those two things, that's kind of like the setup, you know, get the person searching for something specific and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden they can't get rid of you. You're everywhere. Yep. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of people could, could do to really help them. Sweet. Awesome. Nice. Well, let me go through these notes if I can. <laughs> this was awesome. I appreciate it. So let's see. We talked about, you know, if you had the ability to generate endless amounts of leads, what would you do? Obviously, you said start with the end in mind figure out what it is you're interested in and figure out something that has um, a high growth uh, trajectory um, or potential. Um, and then the most important thing, look for leverage. So find out, find companies or, or figure out products which take very little energy and time on your part where your best skill sets can be just basically put forward and you just focus on those things. A small effort that yields a large uh, result was what you said. Um, then you talk a little bit about some of the companies that you guys at um, Digital Market are looking into and uh, how you actually um, are, are planning to leverage that. And uh, for those of you who missed that, you got to go back and watch that. It was so much good stuff. Uh, let's see. Can software... Um, for me, I asked you about what should I be looking in terms of when I'm purchasing the company I'm, I'm looking into. And you said, just figure out, can the software actually do what it says it's going to do? And really, um, does my market need or would they actually engage with my software is more important than what the company already has at this current time. And then most importantly, which I thought for me was huge, um, my, if you're buying companies, you're really in the leveraged position, only pay where the company is now. It has nothing to do with what you could have a gazillion customers. That doesn't matter. It's basically what is the company doing now? And that gives you a ton of bargaining power at the table. Absolutely. How'd I do? Were my notes good? Am I good? good? Yeah, nice. I wish I would have been this good in high school. I might have been a decent student. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have done that well in high school, you'd probably be a doctor, dentist, or something. And Possibly. You're the money you're making. <laughs> Possibly. That might be true. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And uh, I want to let you know that you made it through the battle zone. Woohoo. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we definitely look forward to having you. How can people connect with you? Obviously, at digitalmarketer.com. Big fan. Even though I don't know if you ever heard about um, um, Ryan Dice and I had a little run-in at the last event. We joked about it. It was pretty funny. I but, did not um, hear that. Make sure you ask him about the story. He'll, he'll tell you. It was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. um, but, uh, yeah, where can people connect with you? Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. Those are the easiest places. And I'm, I'm just rolling Frazier everywhere. So, uh Fortunately, I, I got in fast enough to get that name every everything that exists from Instagram. 
Facebook to LinkedIn. So that's the awesome. easy. Awesome. Well, everybody, I hope you got a ton of value, whether you're watching it live or on the replay, be sure to comment, share it with your friends. And that concludes another episode of Internet Traffic Jam. Until next time, I'll see you guys on the internet. Later. Nice. Thanks for having me. Take care. Hey, what's going on? Vince Reed here. I know you got a ton of value from the content that I just shared with you, but I want to let you know that I have an additional bonus for you. How would you like to learn how to generate 2,100 quality leads for your business in less than 90 days and four lead generation and marketing strategies that you can use to actually get them? If so, go ahead and click on the link in the description of this video or visit ventreed.com forward slash win. I'll see you there.